0: So excited that uh, that we get to gather uh, today on this very unique occasion. And um, obviously we have a Facebook Live and then there's a live audience, uh, uh, just a few folks that came out to be sort of the live studio audience. And um, this is a very special day in the midst of a very unique time in our nation. And so uh, welcome. My name is Shane. Uh, and this is our Heart Church live stream. We typically meet at 10 a.m., on Sunday uh, at 215 Hickory Street. And if you're joining us and maybe you've never attended, then uh, uh, shortly when we start our public gatherings again, we'd love to see you. But for now, I hope that you really enjoy this unique uh, service that we're broadcasting live. Uh, And so I'm just going to pray. And then this is Dylan. And he's our worship leader. He's an amazing guy. And he's put together a specific set just for this moment. And so will you bow your heads and close your eyes as we just step into this moment in prayer? Father God, I thank you that Nothing that's taking place in our nation catches you by surprise. That Jesus, uh, you go before us. You had just in and before, and God, that you are completely in control. And so, Jesus, I ask for those of us here as well as those of us who are listening online that we would step into this moment and encounter you, Jesus. I thank you that it's in moments like these that that our faith comes alive, that the church thrives. Lord, we have hope that doesn't disappoint. We have a hope that's not conditional on the stock market or what's happening in the the nation. But Lord, you are our anchor that cannot be moved. And so it's with that, Jesus, that we put our eyes on you. We reach out with love to one another. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are in control. And we give you praise. Amen, amen. Come on, join us as we worship.
1: I hear it in the thunder and the rain It's ringing in the sky Like cannons in the night As the music of the universe We're singing You are holy You bring the moon and the stars, declare who you are, I am so unworthy, but still you love me, forever my heart, the sing of how great you are. It's reaching far beyond the Milky Way. Let's join in with the sound. Come on, let's sing it out. As the music of the universe it plays, we're singing you are holy. You're Moon and the stars declare who you are. And I'm so unworthy, but still you love me forever. My heart, we sing of thou great. stars, to who you are, and I'm so unworthy, but still you love me, forever my heart, you sing about grace. Amen In all glory, honor, and power is yours Forever Amen Sin again in all glory Great and mighty, the moon and the stars declare who you are. And I'm so unworthy, still you love me forever. My heart will sing of how great you are. great you are mighty God who is like you no one no one like you it's no one like you Compare to you Father Who can compare to you God song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath There is no one like you. There is none. God. your name into the night, then through the darkness, your loving kindness, it tore through the shadow of my soul, the work is finished. The end is written in Jesus Christ, my living. I could fathom such a boundless grace the God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross is broken I am forgiven The king of kings calls me his own Beautiful Savior I'm yours forever Jesus Christ, my living hope Oh, hallelujah Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death that lost its career on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living. let see the promise Your buried body Began to breathe Out of the silence The roaring lion Declared the grave Has no claim on me Ooh, then came the morning in kingdom morning, that seal the promise, your buried body. Yours is a victory Oh, hallelujah Praise the one who set me free Hallelujah Death has lost its grip on me You are broken every chain There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living home. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the one who sent me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You are broken, never. Shame, there's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living. Oh, Jesus Christ, my living. Oh, Jesus Christ, my living. Hope.
2: Our living hope. Jesus Christ is our living hope. If you don't believe that, Lord, come on now. That's so good. Thank you for everyone that's here right now. So good to remember that God is our hope and he has broken the chains of death for us. He has taken that away from us, that fear. But in the face of what's happening with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, I know there's a lot of, of fear around and concern specifically for our families, our, and our grandparents and parents, our kids and our grandkids, and rightfully so to have some of that concern. Um, But in the the midst of that, our president claimed today as a national day of prayer for us. So Here we are as Christians rallying together today to say today is a day not to be fearful, but to praise our Lord who's above us and has this in control right now. It's awesome. So what you see a lot going on right now in this world is a lot of churches are postponing temporarily our, uh, our regular weekly gatherings together to obviously keep people safe. But in the midst of that, they're hustling these last three days to find a way to deliver our messages to all of you through things like webcasting, like you're experiencing right now, which is amazing. But I want you to all take that thought and, and just imagine there are millions of people right now around this nation who are gathering together with their families in their homes, huddled around a screen, a monitor, a, a laptop, a, a phone, just leaning into what God has to say about this situation. But we want to make sure what's really important is lean to what what God has to say about himself in this situation. So in, in knowledge of that, I really want to take a second and read Psalm 91 for us so we can see who our fortress is. Who is the one that we, we set our lives on top of? It's not our circumstances, it's Jesus. So let's read that together right now. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High is able, is, 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 will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent, you will trample underfoot. And here's where God is going to talk to you. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. I can think of a better cry out right now in the midst of these circumstances to God, that he is our strength. He is the one protecting us in these days. So can you please bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray together? Father God, you were awesome. We love you and we praise you and thank you for the opportunity to praise and sing your grace. We love you, Lord. Please take these crazy circumstances and turn them to opportunity for you to show your amazing call into our lives to lean into you, Lord, in the midst of this struggle. What a magic you can make out of things like this, God, taking people, rallying around each other. What a beautiful place for your spirit to just call us up into what you have for us, God. Take away our fear, God. Let us lay that at your feet. Put that in your capable hands. And with our empty hands, raise them to you, Lord, because you are great and mighty. You are our healer. You are our comforter. You are our strength. We will just rest in that, God. Give us rest and peace today. We ask for you and you alone, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me off. bring up Pastor Shane right now as we begin our service.
0: Wow, that was so powerful. Um, thank you so much to Phil. Uh, he took a long time to really prepare his heart for this moment. And I feel like the words that he spoke and uh, what's going on in our nation uh, is so profound. And uh, I believe in that wholeheartedly. Thank you, Dylan, for just really uh, preparing your heart to lead us. Uh, man, I'm right there, in, wherever you are in your living room, on, let's just celebrate these guys. Uh, they can feel it in their spirit. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Um, well, as I said, my name is Shane, and uh, I uh, am the lead pastor here along with my wife, Heather. And um, I want to um, just share from my heart, I changed my message on Thursday afternoon, which I mean, I've kind of been in contact with about 15 other pastors that are friends of mine, either here or other places, and kind of there on the same boat. We were in a series uh, entitled The Gifted, and last week we started that series talking about the gifts that God's given us. We took a a gifts test and kind of got all fired up. And on Thursday, I'm like leaning into part two of this series. uh, And, you know, everything sort of started to hit the fan in our world. Uh, Schools got canceled. My wife's a teacher here in uh, in Escondido. And her school got canceled uh, for the next month, along with a, a lot of other things. And then we went to Costco. And that was an experience. And I thought, yeah, I need to. I need to lean into what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so I'm not saying I have a message to to the church at large, but I feel like I have a message for our church, our community. And if you you call Heart Church home, we're so glad you came to join us uh, via uh, webcast. And if you're here in Escondido and looking for hope, looking for a community, uh, we'd love to be that for you. And uh, we'll be that for you online for the next couple of weeks, and then uh, we'll we'll open back up, God willing. Uh, If you're somewhere else in the country, uh, we, just, we just love you and hope that this uh, is a, a source of hope for you. But I entitled my message, uh, Be Anxious for Nothing. And uh, I, I did that nothing font about as big as I could get because I want it to be an emphasis. Like, be anxious for nothing. And uh, that's easier said than done in moments like these. But I just like, I love that picture of that lion because I can tell you right now, that lion is not anxious. He's at the top of the food chain, not anxious. He's just chilling. And, uh, and I pray that that would be our posture, that we have this, this confidence. The Bible says that um, the, the fools uh, run when no one's chasing them, but godly, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And, uh, and I'd say that that's, that's the face of, of boldness uh, because he knows something. And, uh, and I believe you and I have that same hope. We know something. And I, I know that scripture is familiar. Because Be Anxious for Nothing is in the Bible. And we're going to start as just kind of the foundation. And then I'm going to teach from a passage, a story of Jesus and the disciples in one of their anxious moments. But we're going to start out by uh, just kind of reading Philippians chapter 4. This is the New King James Version. And it says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known to God. And let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I think that if we're honest, we're all searching for this elusive peace. Uh, that's why you're anxious, because you don't have peace in whatever circumstance or situation. But it's a promise to us. And, uh, and we're going to go after that today. So with that being said, um, I want to open up to uh, John chapter 20. John chapter 20. And uh, this, is, this is a story of when um, the disciples are dealing with the reality that Jesus was crucified and uh, they are freaking out. And so we're going to pick up in John chapter one. It'll be up on the screen. Uh, this is the ESV translation. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Imagine that moment. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where he, they put him. So Peter went out with the other disciples, and they, went, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciples outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Stooping and, uh, and, Mary, and stooping in to look, he saw the linen clothes lying there. He did not go in. And then Simon Peter came and followed him and went into the tomb. Skipping down to verse 10. Then the disciples went back to their homes. We're going to come back to that. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she was stooping in to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one in the head and one on the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Skipping down to verse 16. And Jesus said to her, Mary, one powerful word, Mary. And she turned and said to him, realizing who it was, teacher, it's you. Oh my gosh. And and she ran and got the disciples. It actually says, I didn't put it up here, but it actually says in verse 19, uh, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. So in this moment, when, Je- when, when, when Mary's encountering Jesus, the disciples are literally quarantining themselves in their house and locking the door for fear. I think we can relate with that in a unique way right now. Um, and, uh, and so I, I want to, I want to to teach from the subject: uh, be anxious for nothing, as I said, and um, we have a choice, and our choice is that we're either going to react in fear, or we're going to respond in faith. Simple idea, but hard to do. We're going to react in fear as we navigate this season in our in our nation. And some people say, oh, this is going to be blown over in a couple of weeks. And other people will be like, this is going to change the face of the planet. I don't know which to go with. I just know today we have a choice. I mean, there's a whole lot of things we can't control in this moment. But we can control, are we going to react or respond? Are we going to come from a place of fear or are we going to come from a place of of faith. And so we're going to kind of dive in to that. And so uh, unpacking the scripture a little bit, obviously the disciples, like they're freaking out. They, at this point, they don't believe Jesus is going to be raised from the dead. Like it says in the scripture, they don't even remember he said that. They are freaking out and reacting to the reality that they put all their eggs into the basket that died. And now the Romans are coming after him. Like they're ridding, and even the Jews for that matter are coming after them and they're ridding the planet of Christians because their leader's dead and the disciples are freaking out. This is the moment we find themselves in. And so in light of that, I love uh, verse four. Uh, it, It says, so Peter went out with the other disciples and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the one disciple outran Peter and reached to the tomb first. And I just thought like, First of all, it's kind of classic. You know, I mean, again, their world is falling apart and they are, they are, they've are—they made it a competition racing one another. Who can get to the tomb first? And they put it in scripture so that 2,000 years later, we know who won. I mean, like, I just think God has this total sense of humor. He must just be laughing at how we react sometimes. And And the reality is, um, that sometimes our reactions um, can be can be you know uh, come from fear, and this story reminded me of my story, my um, journey to Costco. Because, um, you know, this is crazy, um, but reality. And listen, I'm not saying that there isn't some wisdom to stockpiling you know, stockpiling some stuff. And you know, again, I'm, I'm sort of making fun. But again, we're talking about the place that we're coming from, either from fear or from faith. And so this was not my personal experience. It's what I got online. But it was somebody's experience at a Costco. When I went to Costco, it was similar to this, where people are just... And, and, and here, here, here's what I came to. When fear causes us to react in a certain way, and I put this fear reacts in self-preservation. Fear causes us to react in self-preservation. We're thinking about me. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? And then like Peter and and John, like they're literally racing to the tomb. Who can get there first? Because I got to take care of me. Because when I'm freaking out, that's what I think about. I think about me. And uh, another picture of Costco. I don't know what it is with toilet paper, but that's a commodity right now. I mean, if you go on eBay, like, it's expensive yeah. to get some toilet paper. But again, just as an example of we're just, we're freaking out. Like, what if I don't have enough toilet paper? Oh, my gosh. Right? And so we're just like, the, 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 the shelves are empty because people are reacting. And... Um, And so we see the opposite spirit in Mary because it says, oh, so um, self-preservation is our attempt to achieve peace through security. But real peace comes through trust, not the illusion of security. I think that's interesting. Because self-preservation truly is our desire to reach a sense of peace through, I got to get security for me, and I'm going to go get that. And, if, and for some people, that's toilet paper. I'm just going to go get me some security. And if, if and if I get security, then maybe it will give me a sense of peace. But we all know that it's an illusion because can we just count for a moment how many things we can't control? right? How, how, how many illusions of security we have when we don't have security at all. And so, and so we either react with self-preservation or we just decide, you know what? I have something I can trust in and it's not my ability to keep me safe. It's not my ability to keep me secure. If I'm trusting in that, then I will never reach peace. So it starts with trust. We're going to lean in that for a minute because I believe that the other character in the Bible had that. And it's interesting, and it's Mary. And so we see Mary in John chapter 20. She's, uh, 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 verse ten eleven says, The disciples went back to their homes, freaking out, locking the doors. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. M- Mary didn't run. And yet she was weeping. And yet she was afraid. And I find that interesting. Because I think oftentimes when, when it comes to fear or faith, we think that if we feel emotions of fear, that we've somehow lost. That, that somehow we're not, we're not godly. And yet fear is an emotion. And frankly, it's an emotion God gave. Now, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, which means that we don't respond in that way. But we have feelings. Just like... Mary did. I mean, just in this passage alone, it says that Mary was weeping like five times. The disciples are like, why are you weeping? The the, the angels are like, why are you weeping? Jesus, why are you weeping? This lady's a basket case. And yet she stood. She leaned in. She didn't react or respond. And I wrote this. Faith says, I trust God more than I trust my emotions. I trust God more than I trust the feelings that I have because the feelings are real. I mean, how many of us have been afraid? A lot. How many many times have we been afraid this week? A lot. Those those emotions come up and then then we, we choose to respond or react. And what Mary is saying is, you know what? I have emotions of fear but I'm going to choose to trust. I'm going to choose to trust. See, the emotion of fear is real. It just has no power over you. What do we give power to in our lives? What have you given power to in the last 48 hours? that causes you to react. And I believe that the spirit of the Lord would say, fear has no power over you. You can feel it. And then you can say, you know what, I'm gonna trust. Because there's something greater than my ability to preserve myself and create a false sense of security. I can trust in the one who cannot be moved. I love the fact that Mary was freaking out, like, oh my gosh, Jesus was, was moved. He was taken. And, and we know just as it was then, it is now. God can't be moved. Not by the coronavirus, not by the stock market, not by Roman soldiers. Like you can't move God. He is in control. And that's the one we put our trust in. Another observation in the midst of, uh, go back real quick. Um, Another observation in the midst of Mary as she's trusting is that Mary got to see things that no one else got to see. See, when we are me-focused, reacting in fear, then we get tunnel vision. We all know what I'm talking about. Like you've had tunnel vision before in your life. Maybe you've had it this week, but all you can see is the immediate because the walls are coming in down around you. It's kind of like how I feel when I feel claustrophobic. Like, I, I, I have a fear of small spaces. I tried to wrestle in, in high school, and it just doesn't work, because I don't like small spaces. Anybody with me? Like, I, I hate it when I am in a, con, you know, really small space. And that's how we feel when anxiety starts, is that we feel confined, and then we get tunnel vision, and we lose perspective about the world, and about our life, and about what really matters. And, and, and as Mary is refusing to live and allow power to her emotions of fear and leaning in, she got to see something that no one else saw. She was the first person to see Jesus resurrected. (laughs) Come on. I mean, if that's not a story, she says that, that, that Mary saw Jesus. And I just wonder what would God want us to see during this time? that maybe no one else is seeing because they're freaking out over toilet paper at Costco. And there's a world around us and we have an opportunity. And I, and I couldn't help but get excited because yesterday um, we had an event that we had promoted as a church and it got canceled. And, and for good reason, there was another church that was partnering and they just felt like for the public, it should be canceled. But the reality is this outreach was to uh, a group of apartment complexes and these people are in, in need now more than ever. And we had planned to deliver a bunch of groceries to them. And so we just decided, you know what? Even though the event's canceled, we're going to go get the food. And, and we're going we're gonna to feed people and love on people. Um, and we're going to use wisdom. We're going to clean our hands and, you know, uh, and, and do that. But, and we're going to ask people that aren't feeling well to stay home. But for the rest of us, we're going to go and we're going to serve. And here's a picture of, of what we did. And this was yesterday. And, um, and it was so incredible because these are the kinds of things that we can see When we're not hunkered down in our, you know, in our fear to be able to open up our eyes. And and listen, maybe you don't feel comfortable going out into a public venue. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you're losing the battle for fear because there's some wisdom there. But I can promise you that if you allow the Lord to open up your perspective and not live in fear, then you're going to be able to see some things that God would have you to see. And there are going to be opportunities to minister to people who don't have the anchor that you have in the storm. The last idea, as we close, this is gonna be like the shortest message of all time and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Um, but I wanna land on something profound that I saw in the story. And, and it, it came from me asking the question, why did Mary stay? I mean, the people that ran were Jesus' closest companions. And they were with Jesus, trusted Jesus, and Mary stayed. And, it, and I, I began to understand it when I realized which Mary it was, and we started out by reading that it was Mary Magdalene. And this is what it says about Mary Magdalene. It's not Mary the mother of Jesus, it's Mary Magdalene. I've actually been to this, the, the, the city that she grew up in, and this is what happened in that city in Luke chapter 8. Jesus had cast out seven demons from the woman. Her name was Mary Magdalene. So this was years before Mary had her life absolutely transformed by this person that she was standing, waiting to see what's gonna happen. See, this wasn't, this wasn't a woman that just got to see the miracles. This wasn't a woman that hung out and, and, and loved on uh, you know the, the the people and got to be with Jesus and see stuff. Her life was transformed miraculously by this person, Jesus. And I I wrote this: Our faith will always lead us to a personal encounter with our Savior. See, I I don't think this is just about not living in fear, and I don't even think it's just about being able to see the needs around us. But I think that in times like these, in the storm, God becomes real in a way that he wasn't real before. He meets us when we lean into faith and trust. He meets us in places that are so profound. So it's not just that Mary got to see Jesus first. She had this encounter Once again, with the person that had delivered her, she knows personally firsthand the miracle-working God. And I don't know about you, but I know firsthand the miracle-working God. And I know that the coronavirus is no match for my creator. It's no match. I know how powerful our God is, and I love What takes place next? See, Mary is freaking out. And she's like, I don't know what happened to him. And she thinks it's the gardener. And then there's angels there. and, And then Jesus comes and she sees him, but she doesn't know it's him. And so Jesus, in his effort to call out Mary so that she knows who it is that's talking to her, he says the most profound word that Mary has ever heard. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said, Teacher, Jesus, it's, it's you. It's not the gardener. It's you. And I was just thinking to myself, I wonder what Jesus said to her those years before when she was bound by those seven, not one, seven demons. And Jesus came to her and delivered her. I wonder how profound it was when Jesus said to her, Mary, Mary, you're in there. I'm calling you out. Come, experience my life and my goodness. And here Mary is all these years later and she's in the the garden and she's freaking out and Jesus comes and he doesn't put on a dog and pony show. He simply leans in and says, Mary, me, the same God, the same miracle-working God is here, and the planet was changed. We were changed, and in this moment, uh, I just believe that Jesus would want to call your name. Come here. That's still a small voice. He's not in the, the chaos. Quit looking for a big sign. Quit scrolling YouTube and looking at all the videos and getting freaked out. Like quiet yourself. Choose to not allow fear to not to have any power over you. And then simply listen to the still small voice that's still calling your name. He loves you. He's for you. He is in control. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment? And I want to give you an opportunity wherever you are to respond to the God calling your name. And I want to take an opportunity for those who maybe are far from God. Maybe you found this video on Facebook and just thought, man, maybe they're offering some hope. And I want to tell you today that we do have hope. And the hope is in our church. That. The hope isn't an organization, the hope isn't some good news that we have about the economy. The hope is a person and his name is Jesus, and he's calling your name. And he would simply say, if you believe in me, that you could have eternal life and peace today. A peace that passes understanding. And so if you'd like to respond to that, will you just say this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Come into my heart. I make you Lord and savior. Change me and I will live for you from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you became born again. You are a new creation and fear and death and the grave have no power over You and you can live from this point on in victory. Um, I want to close this morning by inviting you to do what we're going to do here in this small little live studio gathering that we have, and that's to um, allow a worship song to minister to you. And it's something that we've sort of been doing as a church that we've really just been enjoying. And um, it's the um, Phil, can you go to the next slide so I can show people? It's the, um, the blessing. And uh, I would just encourage you when the, the stream is done that you'd go on YouTube and find The Blessing by Carrie Job. And um, it's 12 minutes long. It will absolutely change your life uh, because it's straight scripture speaking the heart of God a blessing over you, over your family, over your kids. And that is our heart as a church for you, for our community. And for our nation right now on this special national day of prayer. God bless you, and we'll see you online, Facebook Live, next week. We got together with Pastor Chris and Pastor Stephen.